Hey, welcome to Let's Stop There. We have one hour to read Pretty Little Mistakes, a do-over novel by Heather McElhatton. This is a choose-your-own-adventure for adults, a life simulator of sorts, where we can daydream about not being guys in our mid-30s recording a podcast. up there my name is austin hannah hi my name is ganesh sarma hey i'm shane and this week we're reading a book called pretty little mistakes a do-over novel by heather mcelhatton manhattan and uh man no mcelhatton that's a mouthful uh i'm sick this week all right i'm gonna let ganesh take the reins here i'm gonna take okay. it easy i'm gonna i'm sipping my theraflu if you listen to the last patreon you'll you'll know that i was sick then too i've been sick the whole time this is the pecking order. Ganesh is next up. You want to? <laughs> no, Shane, you take this. You know what? Yeah, Shane's never had a chance to run the uh-huh. show. I think we yeah. let him have at it. I'm going to sip on my tea flu and Shane, I'll let you handle it. Austin, just sit back, relax, pull up a nice little blanket. Done and done. You have a blanket? Uh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. You'll get one at the break. So yeah, if we if you've never been on this podcast before, oh boy. Uh, what we do is... We have one hour to read a book, folks, and we do it every week. And we've done it for three years. We've read a book in an hour. That's right. And that's it. That's what we never missed a week and never missed the hour. (laughs) That's not right. We've missed many weeks and gone way over and under hours. Hey, not on my watch. This is turning a new page with Shane in charge. He's about to run a tight ship. All right. We're already like two minutes in, so we got to get cracking. But first, Uh um, do we have any housekeeping, any news? Yeah, Ganesh, Ganesh what's new, huh? No voicemails this week? Nothing to nothing to write home about, huh? We're flying pretty light this week, all right? All right, fine. This is the perfect storm for a perfect hour on my watch. That's All right. <laughs> there we go. Austin, I want to see that Theraflu kissing your lips while, Ganesh, uh, let's, let's kick off uh, with a synopsis, please. All right. So this is Pretty Little Mistakes. By Heather McElhatton. Mm-hmm. That seems like a last name somebody made up as they were saying it. Mick. My name? It's Heather McElhatton. <laughs> you know, from the Wisconsin McElhattons. They were eating McDonald's and they saw a hat rack. McElhatton. <laughs> <laughs> His eyes darting around the room. McElhatton. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. That sounds like a name. Go on, Ganesh. So she wrote this series of choose-your-own-adventure books for, specifically for adults. That's us. Uh Uh-huh. They're a little bit different. They're not, they're not very, like, uh, I don't think they're, like, whimsical. They're very practical books. So it's like, it's like a life simulator in the form of a book. That's good. In this, in my current state, I've got no patience for whimsy. 
I'm looking for something cut and dry. Are you willing to take risks, though? If you have to make a choice? I'm willing. I'll roll the right. dice. I'll see what I can do. All right, well, what's the synopsis? It all begins after high school. Nothing simple anymore. Should you do the right thing and go to college? Or hey, why not walk on the wild side and drive a little bit? Whatever you decide, just remember, pretty little mistakes, it's not your life. When you screw it up, you can just go back and start it over. Huh. With more than a, 150 possible endings, sewn into the startlingly fresh and original debut, you can experience- It seems like more endings in my own life. Potentially has. <laughs> I can't think of more than 10 things that'll happen to me. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. What's number mm-hmm. one? Number one, dead in a gutter. Overdosed <laughs> on Theraflu. Well, keep working. Could be me. <laughs> I'm trying. Number two, the electric chair for killing your neighbor's pig. Hey, those are secrets for the Patreon. Not a, the, uh, free, yeah, the, the free listeners aren't allowed to know about my pig murder. That'll get the people paying. A little tease. <laughs> Number three, heart disease. Unfortunately, that's yeah, that for sure. That's up there, definitely. I, I'm, I'm my sodium intake is off the charts. Well, you like to have fun. You want to read this book? Yeah. Oh, we're done with the synopsis. Sure. That's sorry. Short. I'm out of my A game here. Yeah, that was short. Like I said, perfect storm for old pop over here. Mm-hmm. That's me, the captain of this uh, <laughs> thing. Wow. Shane's drunk with power. Anyway, shut up, Austin. And let's jump into the first page right after this. With the first, <laughs> with the first page of pretty, uh, little help, pretty little mistakes, pretty little mistakes by Kaylee uh, McEnany. Kaylee, wait now, little help here. Uh, Heather Mickelhatton. Heather Mickelhatton. Let's hear it, Ganesh. Any day now. Come on. We're on a tight... Now you know this is uh, old Pops watch over here. It's getting pretty ornery. <laughs> here we go. Let's just jump right in here. This is page one. Like, you've created this character now. Old Pops. <laughs> I'm interested in keeping Pops around after I'm not sick anymore. All right. Look at that. Uh, when you work hard, pays off. Mm-hmm. Old Pops. Said that nineteen. All right, you don't, don't let him hang out. Don't let him dangle. You gotta, you gotta jump in. <laughs> Service your host. Laughter and fistfights. Lasagna thrown on the cafeteria floor. Geometry books burning in the garbage cans. Cool. Sidra Stanislaw finally losing her virginity up against the dumpsters behind the memorial auditorium. Sidra Stanislaw. What is this? The high school at, in a uh, Game of Thrones? No, thank you. All the janders are getting high. Woo! Hey, well, they earned it. Mm-hmm. The teacher's lounge is choked with stifled arguments and the vending machines are empty. Ah, the meeting of the minds in the teacher's lounge. <laughs> That's where the best and the brightest come to debate the current events and you know, the latest topic of the day. Yeah, which student smells the worst? You know they talk about that stuff. Are you kidding me? 
Yeah, high school is not, is not the high point for most people's personal hygiene. So yeah, it's got to stink real bad in those schools. It was me. I stunk. I'm sure I, I'm sure I smelled like shit. <laughs> I still do, and I'm 32. It's the last day of high school. You're graduating, rushing headlong into the unknown rest of your life. Your friends are drifting off in every direction. Some are going to college. It sounds like a perfect time for six seconds of graduation by vitamin C. Ooh. Thank you. Thanks. Was that your graduation song? It was like right around that. I mean, it was about that time, right? I didn't when have that song one. Come out? I don't know, man. They played that song when I graduated from elementary school. That's a timeless <laughs> song. That's still the song when you graduate, I think. I hope. <laughs> you had an elementary school graduation? Uh-huh. My word. And I'll never forget because there was a boy I was not particularly close with who rode the bus together. Graduation rolls around on our graduation day. The song comes on and he starts bawling. He's crying real hard. We're all up on this like stage, like this tiered stage. And he's crying real hard. And he's like hugging everyone. And everyone's just like, dude, we're going to see you in a couple months in a different school. So like, it's not a big deal. Well, he sounds like a real sweetheart. Can we get back to the book? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like Shane's style. You should always be the host. Shut the fuck up, Giddy. You should read the book. <laughs> You're graduating. You're rushing headlong into the unknown rest of your life. Ganesh was just trying to tell us that that was him. The little boy sad about... <laughs> I knew a kid who was really sad about leaving elementary school. <laughs> I don't need to wax poetic about Ganesh. I'm on... No. I got a job to do. Yeah, that's nice. All right. You're you're fitting in well here. I like what I'm hearing. Some are going to college, some are going to work, and some are going to their parents' basements to smoke pot and watch reality TV. That sounds good. As you see it, there are two options. You can go to college and get ahead, or you can take some time off and do some traveling. If you get a degree, hey, you might have a decent income, but if you go traveling, you might have an excellent adventure. Both have merits, both have drawbacks. Neither is permanent, and this makes the decision harder. Now, take into account that your boyfriend mm. has already decided to go to college, and he wants you to go with him. No, nah, I don't like that. I don't like to be tied mm -hmm. down like that by a man. <laughs> no. Relationships that jump from high school into college. Toxic. It's not going to work. Sorry. I'm not trying to have a kid by the time I'm 21. No yeah, way. Uh, I'm taking that trip. It's time to live a little. Plus, I don't want to go into debt. What kind of jackass goes to college? <laughs> In hindsight, I wish I did that. But then I yeah, never would have met you waste. guys. That's true. It was worth it all just for just to meet my boys and perform this <laughs> podcast. Uh, yeah, I don't want to go to college, and I definitely don't want to go to college with that fucking hanger on of a boyfriend that I have. Yeah, fucking clingy little shit. Maybe this will change your mind. You've been okay. together ever since he annihilated your virginity. Excuse me? In <laughs> an abandoned Christmas tree shack by the highway. Oh, so this guy's a stud, huh? You're not riffing, huh? That's really in there? Annihilated in there. my virginity? You think I could just make that up off the top of my head? No, I don't. You're not that clever. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, this maybe this will change my mind. This guy blasted me. In the well, tree, he, in, a, in a Christmas tree hut or something. He's a, he, he's a pounder. He's a. <laughs> I want somebody with a little more finesse. He's also handsome and he loves you. And the two of you have really great sex. And he's big, like really, really <laughs> is, big. This is kind hey. of an uncomfortable book already. Like we're in high school right now, and this is the way I'm talking. 
We need to see the world. We don't know what big really is. Yeah, I still am not sold on like, I don't care if this guy's got a big dick. That's a dime a dozen, bud. Let's go backpacking. I'm sure I'll find a whole mess of dicks. <laughs> All right. I need this small town bruiser. I can go find a cultured <laughs> man. Yeah, Austin, you can find best of both worlds. Finesse and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a real uh, thing. Right. I want somebody to sling some mean wood at me while also <laughs> tickling my brain as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'll ditch this guy. Unless you got more selling points for us. You see, college has the responsible choice and travel is the fun choice. But then again, college can be fun and traveling can be disastrous. The choice is yours. Your grandparents, who may or may not be racist, have given you a small chunk of money for graduation. (laughs) Doesn't really say that. No. All right. You can't riff in a book like this. I don't know what's real. I'm trying to make decisions here. That's strike one, Ganesh. You don't want to see strike two. In a book where I have to make decisions, I cannot be led astray by your wanton desires. Well, your racist grandparents are giving you some money, okay, (laughs) for graduation, and you can use it in however you want. You can either go to college or you can travel, and that's your first choice. What are we doing? Travel, travel. Travel. We already decided. Travel. Travel. I don't want to go to college again. I already did it. Been there, done that. While you're standing in your parents' kitchen, you tell your boyfriend you're leaving. You're not going to college. It's over, babe. You're not buying into the schedules, the credits, or the points. No standardized success for you. No, sir. You'll know when you're successful because you'll know when you're happy. Time for my boyfriend and his rockin' hog to hit the bricks. (laughs) But, babe, have you seen this hog? (laughs) Too many times. Yeah, enough, Jeremy. I'm going to try some others out for size. He seems upset. He's talking loudly. He's shouting and he starts poking you on the shoulder. Yeah, this is All a right. flag. We made the right call, dude. Throw him out, Pops. <laughs> is that right? He's out of here. Little Uh-oh. sound effect with a um, baseball bat crack. Come on. You got it. He's poking you in the shoulder as he explains to you why your plan is so stupid. When you argue back, he shoves you. Yeah, we made the right call, dude. Imagine if we had gone to college with this abusive piece of shit. You shove him back. Then he calls you a bitch and asks you who the hell you think you are. And he slaps you across the face. Oh, my God. Jeez. Can we skip to the next decision? Can I shoot him? Is that a decision? Can I slit his throat with a knife? And then castrate him, <laughs> take his dick with me, get the best of both worlds. Did he always <laughs> sort of have a bad temper? But that was just when finals were looming or his dad was yelling or his coach was complaining. You know, come to think of it, there was always a good reason for him to be ticked off. Now it all clicks in your head. We got a real bender from Breakfast Club on our hands. This guy's putting cigarettes out on his arm. You've seen enough after school specials to know what happens next. Oh, they hit you once, they hit you a thousand times. They get better at it. So he is can this hit us? you again. <laughs> this is just Ganesh. Oh, okay. You grab the iron skillet sitting on the stove. <laughs> oh, fuck. Is this thing hot? Damn. It's got bacon grease <laughs> still in it. Oh, man. And you clock him in the temple with it. <laughs> Damn, oh. we're already in for murder in the first page. He drops over like a sack of wet cement. Well, he's not dead, but he is still breathing. Too bad. It's time to go. But where? Where do we go? You, you've always wanted to see Europe. The stone buildings, the Renaissance paintings. Nice, all right. What else? The dark men. Excuse me? Fucking hell. That's not what Europe's famous for, as far as I'm aware. (laughs) 
What that? What's the other? What's the other option? You could also go to California. What? No. Okay. Who doesn't have fun in California? You even have a place to stay there. Nah. Some friends who graduated the year before bought a house in L.A. Mm. Nah. And well, they told nah. you to come out and crash for as long as you like. So we, it seems like we only oh, have two choices. We can mooch. Either go to Europe or we can go to California. I mean, Europe feels like we're going to get in a taken situation where we're going to be wooed by some handsome French man at the airport who then sells us into human trafficking. Yeah, but what if that handsome French man just wants to take us to lunch? Yeah. yeah. Well, but California, we could become a star. Ooh. All right. What do you think? Hmm. I'm up for whatever. I say California. California dreaming? Yeah. All right. That's what I'm thinking. I don't have a passport. Yeah. You're the, you're just a kid who committed assault or murder. Yeah, I just cracked my boyfriend over the head with a frying pan. Now I'm on the run. I'm on the lam. Yeah. So let's jump ahead and then we'll get in to California. Uh, we're back. He learned from the best. <laughs> we're going to California. Uh, we're in the who knows what part of Pretty Little Mistakes by um, Little Help with this name. This is, see, here's, this is your first, you, you learn, these are the things you learn as the host. Don't ever commit yourself to saying the author's name again after the first right. time, because you will never Thanks. remember it. Heather Ooh, that's nice. Mel McLaughlin, Heather, Heather McLaughlin. Um, this is it. We're did we make it? We're on the road, right? Or did we get there? So the trip to California was eventful. All right, your car breaks down just outside Las Vegas, in front of a Ooh, come and go grocery slash gift slash bait slash tan slash tackle shop. It's the alternator that's busted. You see, it's an expensive ticket. Isn't it always the alternator? You play slots at a little roadside casino while your car is being fixed. Hey, that's not so bad, fellas. Hey, that sounds fun to me. Plus, make a little, make a little scratch. You know what I'm saying? Get a little eggs, Benny, at the diner. Oh my God! We hit up the buffet. Something you've never done before, and something you're clearly no good at. That damn machine makes so much noise. It sounds like you're winning, even when you're not. You're ahead, and then you're behind, and then when you turn around, half your money's gone. That's how they get you. So you make the mechanic a proposition, all right? Because you don't have any money, you see. In exchange for parts and service, you tell him you'll have a little fun with him in the back room. Whoa. <laughs> what the fuck? What? Man, we're, we're gross. Um, no one here knows you, and what else are you supposed to do? And the mechanic jumps at the chance. Oh, hell yeah, he says, and he throws his dirty red shop rag down on the counter. <laughs> <laughs> don't mind my rag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is nasty. All right. I'll do it, though. I'll suck it. Come on, whip it out. <laughs> I gotta warn you, though, he says. This is what I wanted. I wanted more. I wanted to try some others, and I'm getting my chance. <laughs> I gotta warn you, though. I got a big wiener. <laughs> uh, uh, no worries. That's usually Kanisha's go-to line. No worries, sir. <laughs> no worries, buddy. Hey, sounds good to me. There's a messy office. The guy puts on a condom and introduces you to his brown vinyl couch. 
You now notice his pot belly and his stubbly face. Mm, hot. You wear your sweatshirt and socks for minimum contact, but he still gets his oily mitts all over you. Ooh. You feel like a soft shell crab split on a stick while his bored yellow lab watches from the corner. Oh, <laughs> that's sentence jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sentence hell. Two animals involved in that. I hated that. This is a gross book, dude. All right. Afterward, you take a trucker bath in the restroom. The mechanic is real nice afterward. He gives you some cash for the road and a hot coffee. Here, wash out the taste of my real... <laughs> you can't, I can't even say it. I can't even get that out. Nice boiling hot black coffee to burn away any of the... Nope. The remnants. Nope. You race across the desert. Desert drinking... <laughs> This is a weird episode. You race across the desert, <laughs> drinking beer and singing at the top of your lungs. So you don't have to think about that very gross thing you just did. You blare country western music until you realize it isn't country, it's Christian radio. And you pound the dashboard until the radio shuts off. Then the silence rushes in and you realize you're out of beer. I think we could use a little Christian radio at this moment. Maybe... <laughs> Some I need to find God after this nightmare we were living through. As you cross the California state line, you have a decision to make. You got a friend in Berkeley who works at the university. She emailed you and told you she thinks she can get you a job. However, you also have a friend in LA who knows talent scouts and screenwriters. Like. Ooh. Oh, yeah. And says you can go on open auditions with her. Go big or go home. That's right. I want to be famous. All right. So we're going to L.A. We're going to L.A., baby. We're going to L.A. and we're listening to Cheryl Crow all the way. So you drive to your friend's house in L.A., but there's uh, there's no one there. No lights, no noise, no answer. Free house. Easy as that. <laughs> I hit the jackpot. You sit on the front stoop, popping dandelion heads and watching the bright blue cloudless sky. Could be worse. You're sweating. Could be back on that brown vinyl couch. Heat is God. funny in California. You could bake to death and never know it. Oh, ain't that the truth? Happened to me. <laughs> That's why Shane has that leathery skin. I took an early morning dip in LA a couple summers ago. I was out in the pool for far too long. Before I knew it, mm -mm. I was burnt to a crisp. Fellas, you would have laughed. Red. Then I was there. I was haunting the uh, haunting Santa Monica with my bright red forehead. <laughs> was this the was this the same eventful West Coast trip where you shot yourself down the bowling alley lane in Seattle, or is this another? Oh no, another time. It's different. <laughs> Years later, I had learned. Shane goes then. to the West Coast and completely embarrasses himself, and then flies back in shame. <laughs> You're right. Every single time I've been to California or anywhere on the West Coast, I've uh, humiliated myself. <laughs> And on the way back, it goes, I guess I'm an East Coast boy. Can't handle that Pacific sun. All right, what next? Are we still sitting out picking dandelions? Eventually, you get back in your car and you drive to the beach where people are roller skating and jogging on the boulevard oh, yeah. under the high white sun. I would love to go to L.A. and do this. Let's go. Wouldn't that be fun? We're sitting here in fucking New York. It's There's goddamn snow on the ground for weeks. We're getting another I go to the beach. 10 inches tonight. Go to Muscle Beach. Yeah, tell me about it. Head back to that vinyl couch. Another 10 inches on the forecast, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> now, I want to be I want to be on the beach. I want to uh -huh. be in that I want to have a nice 70 degree weather. I don't know why we choose the hard life of living on the East Coast when I could go to the West Coast and be wearing shorts all year long. Oh, the bagels are better here. Well, that's mm -hmm. not worth. 
you have a couple bagels and you know eventually the novelty wears off pizza's better uh-huh that's true but hey i get i could go from california pizza kitchen in the in the 70 degree <laughs> weather i sell buffalo chicken pizza whatever these freaks out there eat <laughs> Uh, Lord. What are we doing? Dude, she can do. Yeah, what are we doing? Ganesh. Old Pop's getting bored. You walk slowly while all of God's mistakes skate past you. Sausage people and goiter people stuffed into <laughs> tube tops, thongs, and speedos. There's Shane, fresh out of the pool. <laughs> oh, there he <laughs> no, is. Great red kielbasa. He guest hosted uh, Let's Stop There one time. <laughs> it looks good. Is that the rare guest host of Let's Stop There, Shane Berkeley? Bright red emerging from the, the the pool. So you sit around for a while. You think it's strange that your friend hasn't called you back yet. Maybe something happened. I don't know. Maybe you got the message wrong. Maybe they're out of town. Maybe you have their phone number written down wrong. That night, when you still haven't gotten a hold of them, you wonder if you should drive back over to their house one final time or... Yeah. Go check into a hotel. Uh -uh. I mean, staying at their house would be a heck of a lot cheaper. I want to go back to the house. You want to go back to the house? We can either go to the back to their house or go to a hotel. Let's, Let's go to the house. Money? We're kicking that door down. Yeah, <laughs> we're getting in one way or another. I didn't do what I did back in Vegas just to get stuck staying <laughs> in a hotel. No, sir. That's right. So you start to drive over to your friend's house, but you decide you should eat first. If they're home... They're not going to want to whip up dinner this late, so you stop at Arby's <laughs> drive through I don't know, right, California, we're not even hitting up the In-N-Out? Please. Arby's? That's some low-rent East Coast shit. Ugh. What would you get? <laughs> this person just really loves roast beef. I want the super. There's a long line of cars already waiting, for some reason. What would you get? Beef and cheddar? Curly fries? Definitely going to get some curly fries and some horsey sauce. Remember back when Arby's used to sell like whole rotisserie chickens? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what I'd get. They still do it. A couple of them. Do they? I haven't been in Arby's at a dog's mm -hmm. age. If you go to the Arby's by the Richmond Airport. There's an Arby's. <laughs> oh, boy. Nothing better than the Arby's next to the Richmond Airport in Virginia. There is a, a beautiful Arby's by the Richmond Airport, and it looks like a Boston market on the inside a little bit. They have like a bunch of rotisseries. And they're making, they're constantly making full rotisserie chickens. Who's buying these? They got uh, me. They got mashed potatoes. <laughs> Here comes Ganesh. Put another chicken on the spit. Ganesh is coming in. A beautiful steamed broccoli for some reason. I mean, it's just like they've got all the Boston market sites. It's a great Arby's. I don't know why that even exists, but it's the only one out there I've ever seen like it. There's an Arby's on Sixth Avenue in the middle of Manhattan. And it's just like, I've never seen anybody in there. It's like, what kind of, <laughs> how do you find yourself in an Arby's in Manhattan? Uh, you gotta do drugs in the bathroom. So, I mean, you gotta <laughs> do place, drugs somewhere. That place so must exist solely as a drug front. There's no chance. I mean, unless maybe you're from like another country and you just want to hit all the American things you can in one convenient spot. Anyway, all right, we're going to Arby's. What are we getting? Beef and cheddar, load her up. So there's a long line of cars waiting. Your mind wanders off to what's it like being a superstar? And how much do they pay for those Botox shops when someone taps on your passenger window? You roll down the window and it's a really sweet kid selling candy bars. And they ask if you want to buy some to support the Boys and Girls Club. Hmm. Okay. You're digging around in your purse and you hear another voice, an older voice. And you look up to see a man grabbing the kid and shaking him. Oh, dear. Bad candy bar. It's the manager of this Arby's or something. And he's yelling at this kid for selling candy bars. And you shouted him to stop it. Because he's really shaking this kid pretty bad. 
shaking the daylights out of him. It's going to kill him. Someone starts honking. You're like, what the hell, man? You get out of your car and you yell at the manager. Hey, let go of that kid. I wanted a candy bar. What the hell is wrong with you? Nice. It's like you don't exist. He's so mad at this kid. The honking gets louder. People are yelling from their car windows. Someone taps you on the shoulder and you start to explain to whoever it is that this kid is just when the man who turns out to be the little boy's emotionally unstable older brother who has not assessed the situation in exactly correct shoots you point blank in the face with a 38 special. <laughs> oh, are we dead? What? <laughs> you have a very nice funeral and you get to be a star after all. Because the Lifetime channel makes an after-school special about the older brother who wasn't given proper medical help at the hospital the day before because he didn't have insurance. So he wound up at home under the supervision of his younger brother who went out selling candy bars and, well, you know the rest. Where did we go wrong? <laughs> um, Arby's. Yeah, Arby's. That was, that was a red flag right there. All right, what, 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 uh, well, we can't just end there. You want to re rewind and go to a hotel instead? I mean, when you, if you're fitting 150 endings into a book like this, there can't be too many long ones. Well, that's a bummer. They didn't even ask me if I wanted to go to Arby's. That's the fucked up part about it. They made me go to Arby's. If we went to In-N-Out, this wouldn't have been a problem. Or a California pizza kitchen. All right, let's go back to the hotel. You want to jump? Let's take a break. Let's come back. We'll, we'll reset. We'll, we'll be right back. Let's take a break. We're going to take a break here and we'll <laughs> be right back. Thanks, Pop. Welcome back. We are at the 50th decision. No, we're rewinding back to a decision. Yeah, we just got killed. We, we are no longer dead. We're back, We've baby. We've escaped death. And Ganesh, let's take it back into Pretty Little Mistakes by Heather Hatton. Very good. So what? We're not going to the, we're not, we're going to go to a hotel, right? Is that right? That's correct. We're not going to go to this Arby's and then our friend's house. We're just going to go straight to a hotel. We can just order in maybe. Yeah, room service. Give me a banana split. You find a hotel in Santa Monica called the Vista View. It's a sad luck pink cinder block affair that rents rooms by the hour. <laughs> oh, God. Your bed squeaks and the carpet is damp. <clears throat> but it smells hey, good in there. Hey, that's just a little, uh. A little extra good luck, mm -hmm. a little extra good humor on the carpet. You love it. You call your friends. No one answers. Are they avoiding you? <laughs> Are they fighting again? Nothing worse than somebody who just shows up and wants to crash. So, yeah, I get it. Yeah. When you say, hey, you can crash here anytime, you're saying that expecting that person to never crash. Yeah, house. that's a lie. You can't crash with me. Or at least give you two weeks notice. It's like quitting a job. Yeah. To crash on a couch, in my opinion. No, you're right. It's like, you know, when you move to New York and all of a sudden everybody wants to come stay with you. At some point, you oh, just yeah. got to be like, no. Like, at first, you're nice about it. And you're like, yeah, 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 sure. And after like the third or fourth time, you're like, no, nobody stay with me ever. <laughs> yeah. Doors are locked. Lights are off. I'm not home. 
Enjoy the city. I got three <laughs> cats, okay? There's too many living things in my space as it is. It's like when your friends are like, hey, I'm going to be in the city this weekend. And you're like, have fun, sucker. <laughs> I'll be at home playing PlayStation. <laughs> anyway, all right, we're going to the hotel. We're at the hotel. It's damp. Getting in between my toes. And uh, you put four quarters into a vending machine at the end of the mildewed hall. You get a dented can of Diet Coke and you go for a walk. Nobody walks in L.A. unless they're homeless or at the beach. So you head for the boardwalk that ribbons along the Pacific Ocean. Hungry, you stop at a hot dog stand. On the we're, beach we're going back to Arby's. <laughs> this whole book, all roads lead to Arby's. Something is calling me to Arby's. Destiny. <laughs> what do I see in the distance but that 10-gallon hat? It's an Arby's. I got a, I'm in the mood for a beef and cheddar. I could really go for a rotisserie chicken and some of that great broccoli. <laughs> mm -mm. All right, we're good. So we're getting a hot dog, right? Hot dog stand, is that what I hear? Hungry, you stop at a hot dog stand on the beach and you order a Vegas special. Oh, we just had one of those. <laughs> the Elzers, foot long. Which is kraut, extra onions, and relish. That's yeah, so a regular hot dog. There are people sitting at small tables around the wagon eating hot dogs from paper plates. When you get your hot dog, there are no onions. All right. <laughs> well, uh, you clearly asked for extra onions. Uh, here we go. Now we're going to get killed for onions. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. Now I'm, now I'm looking over my shoulder trying to figure out what's going to kill me next. <laughs> the man in the wagon shrugs and turns off the light. He's closing. <laughs> hey, I ran out of onions. Sorry, bitch. Excuse me? <laughs> you say, I need onions. Oh my God. He ignores so you. Pathetic. <laughs> Hi, I need onions around here. He ignores you. You tap on his little plexiglass window. Um, hello, my onions. He pulls out a 38. <laughs> <laughs> Plugs me right in the head. Here's your onions. Hey, come on. <laughs> you yell. It's not like you have a lot of money or this little trip to LA is going that well in the first place. And all you want right now is some fucking onions on that hot dog, man. Is that too much to ask? This isn't going well. Conflict means death to me. Well, <laughs> apparently it is too much to ask. The man won't even turn to look at you. He turns up his radio and he cleans his little grill inside the wagon. You tell him you're going to wait outside the door all night. All right, we're, um, begging. <laughs> we're begging for it at this point. Like, we deserve to be shot. <laughs> until he comes out and then you're going to kick his ass. And you want a refund. Well, you're probably overdoing it. Yep, you're totally overdoing it. And people are staring. We are an asshole. Yeah, we deserve to be shot dead again. You want onions. <laughs> so you kick at the door and you yell at the man. God, oh give it a God. rest. I'm not making these decisions. I hate myself. There's a voice in your head telling you to stop, but you just don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna kill, can I kill myself? Can I pull out a 38 and shoot myself in the head? You look insane. <laughs> and maybe the cops will come. But you just keep yelling at this guy anyway. So uh, someone taps you on the shoulder and you're not surprised. Everyone's tapping. Your adrenaline is pumping. Your face is hot, red, and sweaty. <laughs> you yeah. notice that? That's the, the main method of, yeah, that's how anybody gets your attention in this book. They tap on your shoulder <laughs> with a gun in your face. But the man holding your arm is not a cop. He's just a guy wearing a yellow silk jacket and a pink scarf. Oh, it's my new pimp. You're hysterical, <laughs> he says. I mean, you're really funny. You just got to come see me tomorrow. 
His name is Arthur, and he's a talent scout at a big agency. Oh, yeah. Oh, We're whoa. about to be famous. And you should come to his house at noon the next day. Damn. So you look around the wide, deserted beach. The sun is setting. Seagulls dive at the receding tide. Does he have a business card? Is this legit? He hands you his card, and he'll ask you if you're going to come. So we can either agree to go to his house, or we can not go to his house. So those are our options. I mean, I want to go to his house, right? I mean, is the alternative we just stand here hassling the hot dog man more? I think we got to go. We're going to be the next... Tired of messing with this hot dog guy. We're going to be the next Bobby Cannavale. (laughs) You've got a Cannavale look to you. I'm an 18-year-old girl. (laughs) Yeah. A handsome one. (laughs) Uh, All right. Yeah, let's go. I want to go. I want to get famous. This is what I came here for. Not for a beef and cheddar or a bullet to the head. I want to be famous. Yeah, let's go to his house, dude. This is why we're in L.A. I got a feeling this guy's going to kill us, but hey, uh, we'll do it anyway. Let's go. Who would kill a complete stranger? Come on. In L.A.? You're right. Everybody in L.A. is famously <laughs> friendly. All right, well, let's go. Come on. Chop, chop. You decide to give Arthur a try. At noon the next day, you drive your car up into the Hollywood Hills. Ooh. He's in a big Greek Neolithic Roman house with white marble pillars and a Caribbean blue fountain out front. Exotic. Uh, it's legit. Trash posh. It's legit. Yeah, this sounds right. Trash posh. <laughs> I was I was out scouting. I was out scouting talent at the beach last night and saw this vagrant yelling at a hot dog man. Why not come to my pad? And I thought now they could reboot vinyl with this character. <laughs> gotta get marty on the horn i thought is that a young bobby cannavale <laughs> is that a cannavale down there on the beach no no that's my new star is this guy a drug dealer is he a porn king maybe i'd do porn fuck it let's go a married millionaire looking for a quickie well you ring the bell shift in your feet and twist in your hands got your cell phone with you the door flies open and there stands arthur shulman with a wide smile on a strawberry smoothie in his hand (laughs) lunch i'm on a liquid diet (laughs) we're detoxing our assholes he says excuse me sir (laughs) all fruit for three days straight that doesn't sound too bad you and what army arthur (laughs) me him just by himself no more hot dogs you ask Looking around to see if there's anyone with a video camera or a needle of heroin around. <laughs> ah, he says. Uh, that was the reconnaissance, liability of the job. If you want to find a certain kind of person, you got to go to a certain kind of place. The old late night hot dog stand. That's where I find all my all my talent. Three aged Dachshunds group around his feet. Would you <laughs> no, do- no, Dachshund? Awesome. I've got, <laughs> I've got this. Uh, how about a huge <laughs> oh, boo for Ganesh? <laughs> And, yeah. and can we get uh, booze raining down? And on top of on the him. booze, angry dogs just barking away. And that's it. <laughs> dogs on the leash, chomping at the bit to get at you. Three aged dachshunds <laughs> group at his feet, which he gently shoes away. Lucy, Bessie, Zazu, please. <laughs> Zazu? All right. It's a big Lion King guy. Music is playing. The patio doors are open, letting in a sweep of warm wind from the ocean. Very nice. You forget your oath not to drink anything offered to you, because it could be spiked or drugged. 
and you accept a glass of fresh squeezed orange juice with a lemon slice floating in it. Outside. I don't mix my citrus like that. Too bad that lemon came out of Arthur's butthole. Yeah, it's an L.A. thing. He's on that diet, that cleanse. <laughs> Outside at the far end of the white marble pool sits a group of people drinking juice and laughing. Oh, <laughs> okay, I'm in. You're introduced and you sit down, the warm sun on your back. Oh, yeah. Uh, the cool stone under your feet. Oh, yeah. After about an hour, Arthur... Running the gamut of temperatures. After about an hour, Arthur gets up and leaves for a while. Then he comes back and he tells you, hey, you're fabulous. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you, Arthur. Just yesterday, I was getting shot in the head at Arby's, so this is a nice change. <laughs> the screen test is over, he says. Apparently, they've taped the entire conversation with hidden cameras and microphones. Mm. See, we believe in stealth testing. People get so nervous when they know they're being filmed. We just eliminate the anxiety factor. Uh, everyone at the table smiles and nods. Uh, these are the producers of a new film called Pink. And I'm the casting director, professional ingenue hunter. You in? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck uh, it. Where do I sign? <laughs> yeah. Do you need my social? Four days later, your cell phone rings and it's Arthur. And he tells you that they've confirmed the fact that they love you. Oh. They think you're brilliant. You're awesome. natural. Oh that's, my gosh, you're so fresh. That's exactly what I want to hear. They want to offer you the lead role in Pink. All right. Story of a troubled girl who runs away from home and lives on the Santa Monica boardwalk <laughs> only to be discovered by a talent scout and is made famous. Perfect. I've We got the chops for that. We've been there. This could be like a nefarious setup for something. But it, I'm willing to trust Arthur. It also sounds like it could be a hit movie. Uh, so, yeah, I think we got an Oscar in our future. Hollywood producers are famously trustworthy. <laughs> yeah. Is there nudity? Oh, of course. There's loads of it. Very good. Oh, that's Oscar bait. Yeah. Hey, Kate Winslet didn't uh, get in Titanic by not saying no, yes to nudity. Sometimes you got to do it. Well, there's the choice. We can either do the movie or we don't do the movie. I want to do the movie, of course. Shane, do you disagree? We're doing the movie. I don't care if there's nudity. I hope there is nudity. Well, we got to the movie, and we're we're smoking hot, so it's fine. Yeah. Yep. I'm in. Let's do it. Let's take a quick break and come back. When we come back. Let's uh let's get into this movie here. All right. Oh yeah. All right. All right, we're back. Uh, this should. This is uh, Life or Death in Pretty Little Mistakes <laughs> by Heather Micklehampton. Go ahead, Ganesh. <laughs> Thank you, Shane. All right, so we. Everything feels like life and death in this book. I'm like waiting for death to, to take us again. So we did the movie. Hell yeah. How do you think the movie did? I think it did great. Blockbuster. Yeah. I think we're famous now. Beloved. Wait, we're just jumping into like after the movie's already shot and released. 
Why don't you read it for us? <laughs> so we do the movie, and it's a runaway smash hit. Fuck yeah. I knew it. Partially due to the multiple risque fetish scenes with bowling balls and house paint. Sounds good. On opening night, the reporters are clawing over you. Large crowds of people press up against police barricades. And at the after party, you're photographed drinking champagne out of Sir Elton John's diamond-studded platform boot. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Austin, we are partying with Sir Elton John. Sir Elton John. Can you imagine? Can you believe it? You come up to Elton John at a party. What do you say to him? Hello, Elton. You kiss him on the lips. I don't know. I don't say shit. I'm a superstar. He has to introduce himself to me. That's true. Kiss the ring, Elton. He has to get into my little circle. That's right. And newsflash, Elton, I'm throwing the best parties in Hollywood these days. The very next day, glossy gossip starts about you. The tabloids say you're bulimic, you're a lesbian, you're sleeping with the director. <laughs> it's all true. <laughs> you have a rare blood disease that makes you so skinny. Well, anyway, your publicist books you on morning talk shows and late night comedy programs. You do a Sprite commercial and an AIDS benefit. Oh, hell yeah, Sprite. This is everything I dreamed of. Hell, I'll even do an Arby's commercial. Where you learn Brazil offers free antiretroviral therapy free for all citizens, which has saved the country an estimated $2.2 billion in hospital costs. And then you do another movie and then another, and you're everywhere. Your face is on billboards, television commercials, bus stops, magazines. People are sick of you. This is it. This is a Shane Nation takeover. <laughs> This is how this is going to end. This is how the left stop there is going to peter out. You're sick of you. Fame hits hard. People recognize you in the grocery store, at Starbucks, on the street everywhere. They mob you with bizarre comments and requests like, Will you sign my baby's stroller? No. Is this a German tourist? <laughs> my, my mind baby. <laughs> <laughs> Will you sign his stroller? <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn it. Do you fuck soap in real life? Excuse me? It goes on until you can't go outside without a bodyguard. They call your kind of fame celebrity by sudden death because of its abruptness, its severity. Never heard of that. It's death-like effect it has on your real life. It's like losing who you were. Like throwing away your previous identity and being given a new one. Sounds good to me. I used to be like, somebody fucking dudes on a leather couch in Las Vegas and getting <laughs> shot dead at an Arby's, so this sounds like a nice change. Everything you were, now you aren't. Everything you had, now is gone. That's the dream. You don't belong to yourself anymore. You belong to your handlers, your agents, your bubbles, it's the public. The American people. Everybody needs a piece. Hey, baby, but I can have spaghetti every night I want. <laughs> And that's that we're the real winner. The agency hires a man to be with you at all times. The man will pick you up at 7 a.m. The man will get your breakfast. Only the it's Bobby Cannavale. <laughs> oh, oh, just imagine uh, little Bobby Cannavale doing all these tasks. Yes. Driving me around town, my chauffeur. Uh, and saying, hey, Bobby, cool with all the stories. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bobby, shut up. All right. I got some calls to make. Only the man is never the same person twice. The man is an ever-changing man from the agency. The walls get higher and higher. You're slowly shut out from society for your own safety. Then, the things you thought you wanted, like attention and money and fame, well, now you don't know if you even want them at all. No, I do. <laughs> I'll keep those. 
I want them. I would love to be a disconnected rich person who's just completely out of bounds of like normal society. That's my dream. <laughs> I want people to serve me hand and foot. I don't want to know if anybody actually likes me. I don't care. That's the life I'm looking for. That's what I hope to achieve with this podcast. Then fortune throws you a strange twist on a rainy ferry to Catalina, where you're location scouting for your next film. You get seasick and you sneak to the other end of the ferry where you can throw up over the side in private. You feel a warm hand pressed between your shoulder blades. Uh-oh, Bobby. They've got a 38. No, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> you in the mood for some Arby's? The rain has passed over and you stand soggy against the rail. Hey, a beautiful woman with a British accent hands you a cup of hot tea. She's tall and slender, awkward with her arms. You look like you could need this. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful accent. Wow. Um, wow. Are you, that's like, is that your Ringo star? <laughs> this is Guinea's Junior's best Liverpool. She smiles and looks away, her short, shaggy black hair falling over her dark eyes. She has a small mole over her lip. She fishes around in her pocket and produces a bottle of Dramamine. Well, probably. <laughs> Sorry. Yep, Dramamine. That's how they say it in foggy England. We'll probably be off the boat before these kick in, but it can't hurt. <laughs> right then, you feel like kissing her. Tasting that mold with your tongue. Excuse me. <laughs> oh fuck! I'm rich. When they're when you're famous, they let you do it. Is what I heard. Oh god! You drink the tea and feel a little bit better. The two of you go inside, sit down in a booth in the cafeteria, and just talk. Her name is Christian, and she's a jewelry designer. She just came back from her grandparents' farm. They're tomato farmers in Galway. They grow heirlooms and cherry and Jersey Devil and early girls. Oh, hey, all of those are wow. probably tomatoes. Wouldn't know. I just know the red. <laughs> what kind of tomatoes do you grow? Oh, red. <laughs> Green. <laughs> Small. <laughs> the usual, the standard fare. Small and large. Some on the vine, some off the vine. Got good ketchup tomatoes. You love listening to Christian's voice. There's something about her that eases you. Reminds you that you're a person, not a commodity. Finally. Do you know who I am? You ask her. No, she says. She doesn't know you're a star. And that makes her all the more appealing. Well, she'll find out soon enough. So you enjoy this moment of being normal again. When you get to port, it's late and you offer to let her stay with you in your hotel. She accepts. That night, the two of you sleep in the same bed. You lie next to her, breathing, not touching for hours. Just hot breath right on her face. That's Catalina. You get there, you just want to breathe and breathe mm -hmm. on someone else. You feel a strange silver liquidity next to her, a lightning bead of white-hot mercury that rockets around your head, your heart, the soles of your feet. Here's something strange, delicate. She leans over and kisses you gently, softly. She feels like heaven. She feels like home. You tell her how you feel trapped in your new life. How everything seems plastic. I'm actually pretty happy with it. Quit, she says. Just walk away. We can travel together. Get out of here. <laughs> Go on. Keep going. Sorry. Sorry. I don't mean to I don't mean to be rude. It's a good try. Then 
your publicist calls and tells you they're remaking a blockbuster version of Wonder Woman. <sighs> Fuck yeah. Are we Gal Gadot? They must have made this book a long time ago because this movie is starring Winona Ryder and Meryl Streep. <laughs> Whoa. This was released in 2007. <laughs> So that's a little weird. All right. Yeah, cool. What's the deal? Are we going to be in it? Well, this will take your career all the way to the top and it'll make you a gajillionaire. But Christian says no, don't take it or she's going to go. Good. Yeah, I need this podunk tomato farmer up my ass. Let's go be superstar. <laughs> Do we want to take it or not? <laughs> yes. The movie? I want to be Wonder yeah. Woman. Do I get to be Wonder Woman? I'm not a side character, right? And then, yeah. No, we're taking it. Fuck you, Christian. Go back. You're going to be the Kristen Wiig cheetah lady. God damn it. <laughs> well, I would still take that. I don't want to hear this rough accent anymore anyway. Go back home. Yo, you take the movie and it's grueling. I do apologize for the accent. You have <laughs> artistic differences with the director, fiscal disagreement with your agent, a fight with your co-star, and an allergic reaction to some funky shrimp salad served on set. You take Christian to the premiere, and all of a sudden, it's as if nothing else besides the fact that two women are on a date together matters. Christian hung around, so it didn't even matter. Didn't matter. She's desperate for the, the fame and the money. I knew it. When you get out of the limo holding Christian's hand, there's an explosion of strobe lights as the paparazzi takes ECU's extra close-ups of your entwined manicured fingers. This person must be in the biz, dude. Yeah, sounds like it. These are buzzwords that only somebody in the biz would know. ECUs. They ask you to kiss Christian for the cameras, which you gladly do. Hey, why not? Who cares? That's right. It's 2007, folks. <laughs> That's right. I'm a lesbian. What of it? Turns out everybody cares. The studio, the directors, your co-stars, the Screen Actors Guild, the Academy, People Magazine, Rush Limbaugh. I'm guessing. Oh, hey, uh, burning hell, big boy. Oh, yeah. He just died like a little rat today. Today. Fuck him. Uh, what decade is this? 1991? Is this in the 90s? Yeah, who cares? <laughs> I have some other names to mention. So Nancy Grace, Al Sharpton, Good Morning America, Fox News, and the Religious Right, just to name a few. Okay. So, all right. Not much has changed, I guess, between 2007, except Rush Limbaugh's dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's a recent development. So they're just pissed. Who cares? Yeah, okay. We don't care. Ellen DeGeneres already had a show by then. Who even gives a fuck? Why is this even a thing? All right, well, what next? Some people think you're so brave, and some people think you're so disgusting. But no one thinks you're boring. That's goddamn right. Your publicist thinks it's fantastic. The attention catapults you into the center of the nation's attention. Oh, yeah. In every magazine and show, there is calls to book you. Hell yeah. Just living your truth. This dates it a little bit. On The Late Show, you asked David Letterman why it is that all the unsexy people have the most to say about sex. Hey. I bet we get a big roar from the crowd. This one's for all you uggos out there. I mean, um, Senator Santorum, you say right into the <laughs> camera. Didn't realize this was going to be so rooted in reality. <laughs> So we've got to, I didn't realize we'd be facing off with Rick Santorum. Oh, man. Remember when he was like, was he a senator or a governor? Yeah, I didn't know that. Jeez. 
He's a base. Ganesh just said senator, but that's surprising to me. I didn't know he was a senator. I thought he was like a rep. You say right into the camera as though addressing the senator personally. You really don't need to worry about who's having sex with who. Do you actually own a mirror? Nobody wants to see you naked ever. Yeah, fuck you, Rick. The audience claps and Letterman asks you if you think the Senate will ever grant same-sex marriages. <laughs> you know, as a matter of fact, I got a hunch it's right around the corner. <laughs> About seven more years. <laughs> but, then really, but then really bad stuff comes around more corners <laughs> after that. So who knows? <laughs> Look, you say, Senator Santorum's problem is that this generation of women, be they gay or be they straight, isn't like any other. We're not going to put up with being told what we can do or who we can marry. We don't have to. We are lawyers and judges and governors, and we will be president of the United States. The Senate doesn't have to grant us anything. We're going to take it. All right. Yeah, sure. Things are things are looking up politically for all of us. Cut to explosive applause from the audience. Well, this little speech of yours lands you right in the heart of every public debate argument news show, magazine, and newspaper in the country. We're in the zeitgeist. That's all I wanted. We're we are we're the talk of the town. Ooh, yeah. We've come a long way from yelling at that hot dog stand, man. It gets worse after you're voted one of People Magazine's 50 Most Beautiful People. Damn, we're hot as hell. Oh. Oh, my God. Yeah, we look good. Austin, we're killing it. We look good. You and Christian beat back the media as best you can. You dodge the paparazzi, you stock you, camp out in your yard, lunge at your car. It's all so surreal. Who cares who we kiss, you wonder? Loving Christian is as simple as breathing or walking. Something in your parasympathetic nervous system. Is she a woman you hadn't even noticed? To you, she's a person, <laughs> a soul. Wow, I love it. X chromosome or Y chromosome is all in irrelevant. Irrelevant or not, well, Christian puts her foot down after six months of being hounded, pounded, and pursued by the press. She wants a normal, quiet life with you. She wants to marry you and get away. Sorry, baby. I belong to the people. Marry her? I mean, you're all for same-sex unions, but you're not sure you want to marry anybody. It seems awfully permanent. So do we want to marry her or not? No, I mean, no. You do? You want to marry her? I'm, yeah. <laughs> wow. I want to marry her. I mean, I say no, Ganesh. This is up to you. I want to stay famous, and I don't want to leave the limelight like my selfish girlfriend wants me to do. Marriage would even bolster it, and it would help mm. so many people to see an icon, queer icon, get married. Maybe. But maybe this is our Anne Haitian, our Portia de Rossi's right around the corner. All right, fuck it. Let's get married. Divorce is an option. My biggest fear is dying alone, so let's just go ahead and marry Christian and see what happens. All right, fine. So you marry Christian in a million-dollar ceremony in Malibu. There's handmade china billowing silk tents in perfect weather. You take her hand in yours and you both pledge the rest of your lives to each other. Hundreds of people are in attendance. Celebrities, producers, agents, bodyguards. Elton John. Helicopters swarm overhead. Tabloids trying to get a candid photo. But you don't care because Elton John's playing fucking Daniel on the keys. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. That's pretty nice. All right. I don't regret this now. I'm happy with it. The sky never looked so blue. The sun never felt so warm. Your honeymoon in Galway is in one of the most crumbling castles that dot the verdant valleys by the cliffs of Moher. Moher? <laughs> yeah, pretty famous cliffs. Yep. More. Are they famous cliffs? About the most famous cliffs I can think of. Do you ride speckled silver horses? Eat organic vegetable stew? You drink champagne? You stay in bed late? 
Mm. Your own private early girl. Go check the in-laws. Try those tomatoes. <laughs> I want a big red one. You talk Christian into letting you do a few more movies just to pad the investment portfolio. And then the two of you drift into blissful anonymity. You dye your hair dark black and you change your names. Damn, I wanted to die famous. I think you could still like keep making movies and stuff, but okay. You end up moving to Galway. The two of you never have children. Instead, you give millions to UNICEF. Hey. And the Children's Cancer Research Fund. You have 20 sheep, 16 chickens, a dog, three cats, and two passports. Wow. Huh. All right, we're all set. You live on a farm to be old women together. You publish two books and she gets her jewelry in Vogue and Vanity Fair. Oh, she's doing great. In town, you're known as eccentrics, literates, strange philanthropic witches. You die as you lived together. Your Mercedes convertible swerves right off the cliffs. Oh, <laughs> the, the, the cliffs no. Wow. Wow, we died of pole flames. You can't just die of old age. No. <laughs> After all that, your Mercedes swerves right we off the cliffs. To, we wanted to go out together. Headlong into the water below. Damn. What a That's way to it. go. You have one distinct thought as the water comes hurtling towards you. Beautiful. Hey. Wow. Okay. And to think none of that actually happened because we really died in an Arby's parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What a twist. This is, that was our dying thought as we were bleeding out in the Arby's parking lot. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Heather Heather just got tired of writing the old age stuff and was like, fuck it, they're going off the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it gets boring when you're old. We'll just take the car off the cliff. Well, hey, that was a fun read. That was fun. Wow. Wonder what ever happened to that sleazy mechanic that we biffed back there in Las Vegas. Oh, he probably told all of his friends. Yeah, right. Or not. Man. Well, hey, that was fun. Now, who knows? That was uh, something. Jesus. That's, uh, I'm really dying to know what the other endings are, but we've hit our time here. Oh, man, maybe we should revisit this someday. Are you feeling any better, Austin, after all that? No, I'm feeling worse. <laughs> No, I just died twice. Well, lucky you, Austin. We have just hit exactly one hour. We did it, folks. Wow. We did it. There it is. Do you hear the timer going off? That's one hour exactly on the dot. Sound the alarm. Oh, oh boy. Well, man, that was fun. That was good. What a trip. I really, I can only hope my life is like that. I was hoping we'd get so famous that we were killed, like, like, uh, like John Lennon or something. Um, Maybe someone cut the brakes. We don't know. Maybe it's that mechanic. <laughs> he can't be back. You know, honestly, I was hoping for something when I saw it was like a like a kind of like a like a slice of life kind of thing. I was hoping for some pretty boring choices. Like, do you want to go to to Arby's or do you want to go to In and Out? Well, we had that choice and we made the wrong one, and then we became famous. I'm happy with what happened to us. I'm glad that we became worldwide superstars. That's what I wanted when I went to California in the first place. God knows I could be dead in a gutter in France. If we went to Europe. Ah, boy, oh boy. Well, hey, that was good. And I that finished my Theraflu. Feeling much better. I'm on top of the world. Looking down on creation. You need to get on your comfiest pajamas and you need to go to bed and sleep for a day. I will. I'm going to go tuck myself in and sleep for one week until we come back and do this again. Uh, 
And on that note, that's it. Hey, thanks to Morris Reese for our wait, music. Wait, wait, thanks wait, to wait, Chris wait, wait. What, what do you you're, want? Oh, you want to do this? Oh, you're right. I'm going to sit back. You're feeling good enough. No, if you're feeling, no. you finished your therapy. No, I want you to do it. I want to hear you do it. Um, if you're, I mean, if you really want me to. Yeah, uh, yeah. Come on. This is your, this right. is your, this is your rodeo. I want You've you to. You've heard him do it every week for three years. This is, I'm sure you know it. I've heard it, but have I, I don't think I listen. Come on, Shane. You got it. Well, thanks everyone. Uh, it's been, it's been real. Big thanks to Chris Linkwist for our art. Morris Reese for our music. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, uh, probably just go to letsstopthere.com because I don't know any of the social media stuff. I'm not allowed on the social media stuff. He's been banned. And we have a phone number. It's 8675. Oh, no. Oh, oh boy. Things are off it's, the rails. It's 587. <laughs> nope. It's five. Getty, what's that number? Hey, that number is 567. <laughs> you confused him. 567 309 0357. 0357. Call some combination of those numbers and you might get us. Well, uh, old pop is going to take a little breather. <laughs> Um, so I'll catch you again the next time Austin is too ill-equipped to do this job. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.